My name is Michael, and I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. Last night, I know I was dreaming something really cool. I was probably jumping over mountains and single bound. I don't know what it was. I can't remember because the next thing that happened kind of uh, shook my world. It was uh, I heard Zane in my window, and he said, Dad! And then I sat straight up in bed. And I went, what? And Zane wasn't in my window. And I looked at the clock and it was 4 a.m. And so then the director of Camp Blue Haven had to think, okay, um, is this a sign? Do I need to go see what's wrong? What's going on? Did I dream that? Did that really happen? Um, it was Zane's voice. And it was loud enough to wake me up and I sat up in bed. I laid there for about 15 minutes and I put my clothes on and walked all around camp. <laughs> Creeping in everyone's window, making sure y'all were okay. And y'all were. I could have just prayed and said, hey God, it's yours, right? What can I do? But it made me think tonight about a couple of things. One, uh, we are here reenacting back when Christians were persecuted to the point that they had to hide the worship. And it made me think, what, what would it be like if, if I left here tonight with my family, Kylie, Ben, Zane, Jan, and we got caught by the government, and they decided, hey, we're going we're gonna to take Zane, and we're going to kill him in front of you unless you denounce Jesus as your Lord. And I mean, we're sitting here thinking, there's no way, that's, that's unheard of. I want to tell you 2,000 years ago, the people in this room that we're thinking about were going through that every day. Every day. And they still snuck into this room as a family in places like this, burial grounds, because they wanted to stand in awe of God together. They wanted to praise Him no matter what. They wanted to be not afraid of 10,000 people who sat. And they didn't pray, deliver me, O God, because He already had. Right? He, he already had. That's the other thing it made me think of. Chris, I'm not going to take your whole time, I promise. Jesus is hanging on the cross. And you know what He cried out? It was like Zane in the window. Dad! Why have you forsaken me? And your God left him on the cross so you could live in heaven with him someday. Yeah. Man, when you're thinking about all your problems and all the things you need to do, then stop and think about that. Your God, the creator of the universe, loved you, not all of you, each of you every one of you, that much, that when His Son cried, Dad, and I can't even imagine how that would feel. I'm not God. But He turned His face away so that we would all have a chance. So that we could take His hand and He could lead us to heaven. So that He would take all that sin and guilt you're feeling and it's gone, baby. It's on the cross. It's gone. It's paid for. You get that? 
God allowed His Son to do that. Man, that's awesome. Amen? Amen. That's good news. Don't be all sad about that. That is good news. There is a brother here tonight that's going to talk to us. His name is Chris. I want to get him up here and pray over him. But I want to tell you, I don't know Chris incredibly well. Come on. I'm going to brag on him. There are a few people in my life, and he's going to be embarrassed or whatever, that when you talk to them, it is intentional and pointed that they are listening to you. Anybody know Chris? And Are y'all hearing this? Do you get this? When Chris comes through Brownwood, he calls me up and says, hey, let's meet at McDonald's. I'm like, oh, my favorite restaurant. <laughs> so we, whatever, we'll meet somewhere. Done that once, maybe twice. But I know when, when Chris hollers at me, it's not just to touch base. It's not just, hey, I was going through Brown, I felt guilty. I might want to talk to Michael. <laughs> he sits across from me, asks me questions, and he cares about me. When I leave a conversation with Chris, I go, dude, we didn't even talk about him. I mean, he led me to talk about me. He cares about people. And that's awesome. And it's an incredible talent. And you know him very well. You know that. And you're going, yeah, that's what he is. He's going to talk to us tonight. And uh, man, I want you to listen close. Because I know he has thought about this room and this talk a lot. And He loves you guys. And he cares about what you're thinking and what you're feeling, what you're hurting. Uh, I'm going to pray over Him because they're going to bring God's Word to us and I'm so glad He's here to do it. Pray. Father in Heaven, we thank You for this night. I thank You for these kids. We thank You for the worship we just participated in, Lord. It was a blessing to each of us, Lord. I pray it was a, a gift of honor to You. Thank you for Chris, and I pray you'll be with him tonight as he shares his heart from your word. Lord, just watch over us. Help us to listen openly and and with tender hearts that are willing to change. Lord, we love you, and thank you for putting us right here tonight. In Jesus' name. I want to to keep a moment real fast. Um, Really try to put yourself in the shoes of someone who was in this room 2,000 years ago. Terrifying. It's terrifying. That's scary. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Get out of there again. Get out of there. Uh, so nine years ago today, uh, Elena and I got married. Is Elena in here? Yeah. Okay, there she is. All right. We got married, uh, and at our wedding service, her dad. Uh, you know, we did the thing. She walks down the aisle, and um, her dad kind of is getting ready to give her away. And he starts this speech. And a lot of you were probably there. Uh, and he starts this speech, and it lasts, like, seemingly forever. Like, it like advances time with, <laughs> with uh, Waylon in the car, eight hours or so. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Uh, but basically, he said, love her well. Love her well. And um, I was thinking this morning... If he called me, he said, "Hey, have you, how, how's that going?" I think it's going good, um, but have I done everything I can to love the bride? Um, and something something Michael said on Sunday night, whenever we first got here, was uh, 
shift gears a little bit. Something Michael said was, why is Camp Blue Haven's Blue Haven different than church? Or how is it how is it different? Why 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 is Blue Haven Blue Haven and church is church? And that got me thinking, I think we need to have a family meeting. Um, we need to figure out what's um, how are we treating the bride? I mean, Daddy called and he said, "Hey, how are you treating the bride?" Uh, we gotta have a family meeting to figure this out. Um, so, first of all, we have to know who we're talking about. Who is the body of Christ? Uh, you know, we've all heard the "Open the steeple." I don't know how it goes. Open the steeple. Hear the people. Um, the first of all, the body of Christ is you and me. Yesterday, Jeff was talking to the guys. Jeff. Uh, Sheets was talking to the guys, saying, "Look, they're in a they're in a youth group. There's a body of Christ. It's not, and you're it. Like there's no future church tomorrow. You're you're the church. You're the church. Um, and there's one body, and each of us is in it. So, the body of Christ consists of you and me, and the oldest person in this room, and the youngest person in this room." And we are the body of Christ, represented in different forms. But we're, there's one body, one one baptism, one mind. One, so, I mean, it's in there. Read it. Um, I met Joey and Emily about 20 years ago, and I was a I was about 12 or so, uh, and they were technically adults, I think. Um, and 17 years ago, we figured that out earlier. But uh, one of the things that that has I, I was watching little Josie up there singing last night. I'm holding my son, and our kids were singing together. We're the body. Um, it was a big deal. So, it's not just us. This is a representation of what the body of Christ was 2,000 years ago. So, if, if the people in, that we're, we're trying to um, simulate in here... If those people hadn't have done what they did, we wouldn't be in the position. Maybe we would. We, there's a chance we wouldn't be in the positions we're in right now, in a safe place, simulating this. Um, I'm thankful for that. That the, the body goes deep. History goes deep. Uh, what is it? 50, in 1957, 56 maybe, a bunch of guys bought this camp. Um, guys, you don't know. One of them was buried up on the hill uh, because they loved us so much that they said, "I want a place where kids can come and learn about learn about God and love each other and learn how to love one another." Um, that's a big deal. Fast forward sixty years, I guess, 60, almost sixty years. Uh, there's a bunch of guys here and girls here who love you enough to stay here all year. Uh, and work all year long for what we're experiencing right now. Uh, Waylon's up there welding all all in the heat in the heat because he loves you. He's the body of Christ. And so when whenever we think about the we're the youth group and there's the body of Christ over there, we're missing a lot of stuff. Good godly people, um, and shame on us whenever we do that. This, uh, I, I, as I as I talk, I want you to think about um, 
how you play into that. I mean, if you really are part of the body, this body stuff is, is work. Um, it's not always easy. It's, I can't think of a time where something was beneficial and it was easy. Uh, it's rarely, rarely easy. But you are a part of the body. So what are you going to, what are you doing? How are you, how are you, how are you growing the body or strengthening the body of Christ? Um, another, another thing, the body of Christ is also wide. So we went deep, right? Um, it's, it, in history, it's, it's deep. It's also wide. I, I'm on an email uh, chain. I don't know, email chain, email list, uh, and I get prayer requests from from uh, Saint Petersburg, Russia, and I'm going to share some with you. It's, right now, it's five, it's five fifty-two a.m. in Saint Petersburg, and I'm going to share some prayer requests with you. They know we're doing this right now. Uh, it's the church is it's big. It's really big. Uh, okay, I practice down there. I practice this. I started boohooing twice. Uh, and I, I was talking to Emily earlier. She said, "It's because you believe it. I believe this stuff." Uh, we're, we're part of something so, so big. And it's awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> back in the game. Back in the game. Okay. Uh, Irina, I don't know how to speak these Russian names. Uh, Zukova, she's a student who wants to get baptized, but she, she has some ailment, and they can't figure out how to get her from her home to a pool to baptize her. That's a prayer request this morning. Elena, this is someone I know, Elena uh, Vincheco, she's trying to, st- to help a homeless group, a, a bunch of homeless folks in St. Petersburg, but their government is not our government. It's not going well. Um, she's having a lot of difficulty doing that. Uh, Mikhail Dur- Durban- Durbanov, uh, this dude's been driving six hours to some, foreign, some faraway village for the past multiple years to go pick up this elderly couple who's disabled. Take them, take them to church. What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, right now it's, it's 4, 4.53 in Zambia. There's a girl named Megan Holly. She's, I guarantee she's already up. Um, and she she holds babies. She holds babies while they die. Because they're because they're in, she lives in an orphanage. Uh, just like my baby, just like the babies two thousand years ago that we were just talking about. Uh, we're, we're part of something so big. Um, what are you doing? What are we doing? What am I doing? Um, it's, it's so tempting to think that we're not alone, that, that, we're, that we are alone in this. Uh, we are so, like the, the heroes we all have. Man, what a bunch of punks. I mean, the people that we worship are a bunch of punks. I mean, the, the heroes are right here. Um, so we know who they are who's the body 
Now what is it? So all of, uh, all of Paul's letters, and this is my, you can double check me on this, all of Paul's letters, that, at least Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, are structured in the following way. Um, there's a greeting, grace and peace to you from God the Father. Uh, I yearn to be with you. Um, right? There's a greeting. Next is a thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for you. I'm, so, I'm thankful that, you get, that we're in the same body together. There's a prayer. And then there's a, a section that Paul explains what the gospel of Christ is. And then he jumps to rules. Hey, do life this way. Do, do this, don't do this. Rules, right? Um, a lot of us missed it. We, we, we jumped the gospel and went to the rules. And we, we missed the, the, the reason for the rules. Um, this In our family meeting, we need to figure out the rules of God are a gift because of the gospel. They're, they're, not, they're not standalone rules that you, if you do them, then you earn something. The reason you do them is because they lead you into a greater relationship with God. So you can't, you can't do a rule without having the gospel first. And I've challenged every every person I think I've talked to in class. Uh, it, you should be able to know and say the gospel in three or four sentences. Um, every single Christian person should be able to define what is the gospel. And if you can't do that, tonight's a good night to figure it out. I'm not going to give it to you because if I give it to you, you're going to write it on a post-it note and it's going to get lost in your Bible. Uh, you need to figure it out. We are Christian folks. We can figure this out. Um, if, the, and if, if that gospel is true, then live like it's true. The, and that's the rule stuff. The, rule, the, the rules is secondary. Gospel, one. Live like rules, number two. Because they relate to the gospel. Um, the church is a bunch of random people. Think about any other... I mean, look around. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, Think of another setting where people, rich, poor, uh, funny, not funny, I don't know all the differences. I mean, just tons of different people congregate together and, and have something in common. What is that thing they have in common? What is it? They're believers. They've, exper- they, they've experienced and worn the grace of God. We got it. Grace and peace to you from God the Father. Okay. Um, we know who it is. We know what it is. Now, what does it look like? Okay, this is this is going to be the hard part. Um, I've got three examples. I'm a simple dude. Simple. Uh, I, I need a concrete example. That's a hat. Okay, I got it. I, I can touch a hat. I mean, I need a concrete example because I'm real simple. Uh, so I, I, I was this morning. I thought of three examples of how this looks. So. The first one, uh, when when my mom brought my, my uh, single mom, she brought my three brothers and I to Brentwood 25 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe 25-ish years ago. Uh, she was she was just divorced. She was going through another divorce, 
And uh, she she was kind of clueless, like I can't figure this, this life thing out. She really kind of kind of messed up. Uh, and people started talking about her, like she'd kind of hear rumblings, like oh Judy's crazy. Judy's a little crazy. I mean, Mama was a little crazy, uh, but you know Judy's this, Judy's that. Uh, and I remember, as a little kid, she said, if they're if they're talking about me, they're leaving somebody else alone. Consider others better than yourself. Uh, consider others better than yourself. That is not fun. It's hard. Uh, but it's also edifying to the Father. Every year we, we come up here, uh, every year we come up here and Every year it's our anniversary. Elena and I stop. We, whenever we stop at McDonald's, every time I tell the guy at the, at the, at the front desk, I'll let her big size because it's her anniversary. That's my joke every time. <laughs> She's so sick of that joke. And I use it all the time. Anytime we go some, to a fast food joint, once a year I get to use it and it's actually our anniversary. <laughs> Elena has such a good attitude about it, about, about coming here and sharing our anniversary with you. Uh, we love you, not that much. You're not very romantic, okay? Um, that, that selfless act of going, look, I love the church. I want the church to be. Um, and it's not, a, it's not just us. There's at least three or four other anniversaries up here. I mean, and then there's there, people just, it's hard, it's hard from your vantage point because you're consuming. It's hard to understand what goes into all this. Man, there's some people that love y'all here. Man, there's some people that love y'all in a big way. Uh, in a big way. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm laughing to stop myself. Uh, when when Paul talks about, you heard me. Okay. Uh, when ta- when Paul talks about yearning. Yearning, I'll yearn to see you. The people of Philippi, the, the Lydia, and um, the guy, the jailer, even the awesome jailer. Uh, he, he says he's yearning to be with them. There's a guy who uh, I grew up with. I can't. I sat right here in this room with him. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we sat right here together. We grew up. Um, and he went to one school, I went to another school. Uh, he, he got, he, he started, he, he moved to another state two or three years ago, three or four years ago. Um, and uh, he started, he started popping pills. You know, I don't, I don't, I know nothing about drugs, so you're, I mean, you're going to hear some ignorance. Uh, he starts popping pills, man. And his dealer that he goes to, he says, uh, and then I'm out of these I'm out of these pills, these prescription pills. But I've got this other stuff that you can jump on. Um, he's like, all right, you know, I've been taking these pills. I'll get on the other stuff, right? So he gets on this other. It's it's one of the bad ones. Think of the worst one you, you can. It's one of the bad ones. Uh, and he he starts doing it, and his his skin starts falling off his 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 arms. His and his. Uh, he started stealing from his boss 
to get this whatever this drug was. Uh, and his, his boss finds out. His boss shows him grace and says, "Look, you're not fired. I, I love you. Go home and take a break." He goes home and he messes up again in a big way. He goes four days where he uh, sorry Um, he goes four days where he's laying on his back just smoking or whatever he's doing smoking and and, uh, his parents fly up to the state he's in banging on his door. He's right next to the, I mean, the door is right here. He's right here. And he's here, and he hears him. Hey, get up, get up. And uh, they leave. And uh, he calls. His, his parents finally call, and they say, uh, hey man, they, by the grace of God, he answers the phone. Because he hadn't answered the phone in two years. He answers the phone one day. And his dad says, hey, I bought you a plane ticket. You're coming home. And so he gets on a plane and he flies back to Austin. He shows up at Brentwood Oaks Church of Christ. It was a, this is a month and a half ago. Um, goodness gracious, I'm sorry. Uh, Chad Montanian walks up to him. He has no idea that I'm even told the story. He, he doesn't even know what I'm talking about walks up to him the day he gets back. Chad was his counselor. <laughs> and Chad walks up to him and he does something that is unfathomable to me. Chad walks up to him he says, <sighs> he says, what's your relationship with the Holy Spirit like? A a question I would never think to ask, uh, sh- shamefully. Uh, he says, what's your relationship with the Holy Spirit like? And he invites him to stay in his house. And this dude calls me the next day. And he says, look, dude, this Jesus thing is for me. This, this, is, this, is, this is mine. I own it. I've, I've seen the bottom. There ain't, there ain't nothing special about Chad. Chad, sorry. There ain't nothing special about Chad. Chad is, a, is an instrument. He's an instrument of our Father who controls the church that we live in and who grows the church and who loves the church and who loves the bride of Christ. And that's, I mean, the hero... The people we admire are just so weak. That that's the person who I want to be. I want to be like that. I want the, I want to be an instrument. What are you doing? I mean, what are, what are we doing? Oh, okay. So I, I want to do something big. I don't know. I, I really want. I'm, my desire is to do something really big. And uh, that day, she. I don't. I mean, you can't say this with certainty, but I would say Chad literally saved a dude's life, but and not, didn't even know it. Did you know that? You didn't know any of that. I didn't even know it. That's a big. That's a. That's a big thing. 
and he did it because he loves God and he, the instru- he's an instrument of God. So what's your part in the body of Christ? What's your part? What do you, what, what do, you do? And everybody's figuring it out, but I suggest you do something. I suggest you do something. My prayer for my, my own kids is they grow up with, a, with a, an awesome, easy life. And they get out and they exhaust themselves for the gospel. That's my hope for my kids. Uh, and that, that's, still, that's still in the works. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Christian maturity does not come through some uh, mystical insight like Paul got. It's a, it's a patient practice of loving one another and serving one another. So, last thing I want to do is, uh, a few years ago while we were up here, um, I, I, I went through the entire Bible, entire New Testament, and pulled out every, one another, every single time it says one another. And I wrote it down. If we would just listen to what Scripture says, imagine the church we would be. Imagine the church. I mean, imagine the church we would be. So I'm going to read these. I want you to close your eyes while we do it. And I want you to, to, to listen and, and sort of enjoy the gift of obedience to, the, to Scripture right now. Because if we just do this, we got church. <coughs> Love one another. Serve one another. Accept one another. Strengthen one another. Help one another. Encourage one another. Care for one another. Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Commit to one another. Build trust with one another. Live in harmony with one another. Confess to one another. Don't pass judgment on one another. Don't pass judgment on one another. Do not slander one another. Instruct one another. Greet one another. Admonish one another. Spur each other on towards love and good deeds. Meet with one another. Agree with one another. Be concerned with one another. Be humble with one another. Be compassionate towards one another, towards each other. Don't be consumed. Agree with each other in grace. Do not anger one another. Do not lie to one another. Do not grumble to one another. Give preference to one another. Give peace with one another. To one another. Sing with one another. Be of the same mind as each other. Comfort one another. Be kind to one another. Live in peace with one another. Carry one another's burdens. If we really think if we did that, if we could do that, I mean, the, the joy of obedient, obedience to the rules is right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about whenever I say, look, if you obey the rule, then life is good. 
it's a it's a gift from God that He's giving us and saying, "Hey, do this, do this, don't do that," and I got gotcha. you. So I'm going to end with this. Um, my prayer for each of us. First Peter five six through eleven. And you can close your eyes if you will. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around you like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by the brotherhood throughout the world. The brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who's called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen.